0: Welcome into Streams and Memes. I'm Jordan Hamm, and we've had a lot of time on our hands the past couple of months. And uh, I think a sports-adjacent streaming program that has been really good, um, at least for myself and my guest, has been Survivor. Uh, Jumped back into that. Uh, CBS All Access is a Great piece of, uh, uh, you know, app to download. Uh, But it's been fun kind of going back, revisiting some seasons we've seen, watching new seasons we haven't. Uh, But I'm going to bring in Jared Cohen of Team AZV, Arizona Varsity, as well. And Jared, you were kind of early on kind of encouraging me to, uh, you know, take a look at Survivor and Uh, you know, just revisit it. Uh, And I must say, thank you, my friend, because it's been really fun uh, looking back on some of these seasons.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny how it came up for me. Um, And thanks for having me on Streams and Memes, one of the classic (laughs) podcast names of all time. Um, It came up for me because just to to give you some background, at the beginning of the pandemic, I knew I wasn't going to survive this thing if I didn't work out. Um, And I have a treadmill at my house and I hate running and I've always hated running on a treadmill. So I actually found the order of all the Marvel movies to watch them in chronological order. And uh, not necessarily the order the movie came out, but the order of like sequence of events. Sure. So I rewatched, and I hadn't seen all of them, but I rewatched all of those. And I would find myself running four or five miles, not even realizing it. And I called it Marvel Fitness. And I was running the best I've honestly have ever run on a treadmill my entire life. And um so uh, I finished watching all those movies. I watched Endgame, I wanted to cry, and uh, mm-hmm. I had to think of what was next. My older cousin has been nerding out on Survivor for a while now. He's watched every season twice. Um, that's dedication, that- And <laughs> but the, the the reason why he has is because he loves working out to that show. So he hit me up and was like, hey, this is what you should do after Marvel Fitness. You should do Survivor Fitness. So um, he gave me kind of a plan of watching a few seasons kind of out of order to start just to watch like really good ones to get into it and then start from the beginning. So I watched seasons 13, 18 and 19 and then went all the way back to one. And now I'm through 14 um, and uh, have really enjoyed the hell out of it. And it's become something I don't just watch when I work out. It's something I watch after my wife and kids go to sleep. It's something I watch. Uh, when I've got you know just busy work going on at work, don't tell my boss. Uh, but it's uh, it's just it's become kind of an addiction, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it.
0: That's somewhat the the same case for me. I'm the type of person when working, I need something on in the background, and Survivor yeah. is that like perfect. Where you have to pay attention a little bit, but really, if you have you know one ear on what's going on, you can still you know knock out. For my in, in my case, my video editing. Uh, you know and, and while you 're readjusting photos or what, especially when audio isn 't all that important while editing that 's been the perfect background noise for me and I adopted you suggested working out to it we have a stationary b- bike in the apartment as well. And it's the exact same thing when they're doing challenges, all of a sudden it's yeah. like, okay, it's a, it's a dead sprint. Here we go. It's when go it's, time.
1: Let's When go. it's tribal council,
0: <laughs> let's, let's pick it up a notch, but you're right. Let's it add
1: is. the, let's add the resistance during tribal council. Right. Like yeah. let's pick up the speed and the challenges, the resistance in tribal council. Yeah. I've, I've tried to gamify it. Yeah. You know, that, that actually that, that whole mentality started. Um, At the very beginning of the year, even before the whole pandemic started, which was because um, I I was training to run a 5k. Like I said, I'm not like a long distance runner. Mm -hmm. Um, But we ran a 5k back in the beginning of February. And I was challenging myself watching college basketball being like, okay, I'm going to run this long until there's a TV timeout. And once there's a TV timeout, i am be like, okay, I'm going to try to push through the commercial break. And then when the commercial breaks done, I'm going to go to the, the next TV timeout. And sure enough, I'm running for almost an entire second half of the game. So the survivor angle with that, it's kind of mentally helped me run past and, and push myself further in a, while I'm not thinking about running. So we can yeah. get into the show now, but it's just, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in some of the better shape I've been in um, during the pandemic, mostly because of this. So survivor yeah. fitness, I'm telling you, it's the way that- to go.
0: It is, it is a thing, and we aren't talking about starving yourself for 39 days. Uh, no. So let's, uh, let's run through what we're going to focus on. Uh, there's been 40 seasons. We're going to focus on seasons 1 through 10 on this edition. Um, so season one, first one was in Borneo. Uh, your winner was Richard Hatch. Um, some other notable players was uh, well, Kelly. She won five straight immunities, was in second. Uh, Sue and that accent, the the tapioca. Papioca uh, and, and her uh, her great uh, speech at the the final tribal council. Oh my uh, gosh! And Jervis and Rudy as well. A couple other of, uh, to to just highlight. Um, season two was Australia. Tina won that one. Um, Colby was the the cowboy who dominated, um, but couldn't get it done at the end. Um, Jerry uh, was a great villain to to start things off with. Uh, you know, equating uh, chocolate to something else um she, bit, yeah,
1: i loved her in that season i know she you love to hate her and she was really annoying when we get to all stars but for some reason in season two i just i loved her like
0: she, well and when you think about like this was in like 2000 or 2001 like yeah. people hadn't quite figured out how to be those reality show villains yet and no. she, it just like naturally came to her of just like love to hate me whatever I'm in love with Colby Colby's not going to reciprocate at all um,
1: yeah not not to mention you know the uh, the bathing suit she was wearing wasn't exactly the most covering and um just the kind of the dynamic between the two of them was just like so high school it was like just so awesome to watch mm-hmm. um and then of course you got Elizabeth back on that show right. look what she <laughs> turned into like, look what she turned into after that show, being on The View and, and all of that. And she ended up being, what, top four, top three? Yeah, she, um, she was top
0: four. And yeah, wasn't married to, is it Matt Hasselbeck or Tim?
1: I think it's... Ooh, I think it's Tim. I think, it, I think it's Tim Hasselbeck that she's yeah. married to. But geez, now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> uh, um,
0: another big moment uh, from that season as well was uh, Mike passing out in the fire. Uh, yes. And that well, was like banana especially like network tv like considered family tv and then you just see this guy with hands all burned up and he's running into the water and i feel like he was a guy he he does come back in later seasons but i feel like he was a guy uh him and colby would have been fun to see go head to head
1: well, when you think about, you know, if we want to break down that season, like they were in complete control that tribe was and before ahead of the merge mm-hmm. and things kind of all came unraveled for them. Once he had that, that crazy injury, you have to imagine what the, the, the access and what the visibility of that injury would have looked like in, you know, the more later versions of the show, sure. because all of a sudden you just see a scrambling camera to try to get footage of a guy sprinting into a lake. Um, but, uh, but no, nah, and, and Colby is like a legend, you know. I, I It's so funny because the amount of different places you realize he popped up after this show.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, looking back on it, I just have, my wife and I happened to re-watch all of Curb Your Enthusiasm during okay. this pandemic. Because I got her into the show with this most recent season. And she just fell in love with Larry David. And I said, well, let's just watch the whole thing. And sure enough, I think it's season three or four. Sure enough, there's Colby in one of the seasons of Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, had this great survivor bit. So he's, he's definitely one of the legends of the show. And it's definitely an interesting season. That's for sure. Sure.
0: That was Australia followed up by uh, Africa. Ethan Zahn won that one, the, the soccer player. um, And Lex was another big character in that one. Super paranoid, but a really good competitor and uh, a guy I, I kind of, he grew on me throughout the season. I really didn't like him at first, but, uh, he was a strong competitor. And then big Tom was another one, um, that, that came in, uh, and he was, it's, you're throwing all these people from different walks of life. Um, and he was a guy that, you know, half the words with his accent, you could barely understand what he was saying. And, um, I remember another big thing about that season was the, uh, Um, they were getting the water from the watering hole but um elephants kept coming and crapping in the Mm watering watering hole and it's it's interesting too. the first couple seasons how much they focused on the drinking water and like the bare essentials i feel like as the seasons have progressed i don't know if people are coming in more prepared or maybe uh you know the uh cbs is is kind of giving them a little bit more help here and there but it felt like the first half of all of these uh seasons was all about just like we don't have stable food we can't get a fire we can't get water and then you watch some of these later seasons and they get it within you know the first 20 minutes of the episode
1: yeah or they're giving flint right away no this season actually i thought was super interesting and and one of the better ones it, it had you know, the first season was just a bunch of random people. The second season had a, a bunch of people that ended up being, you know, all stars and memorable, but this one had one of some of the more interesting cats, uh, that were involved. You know, I, do you believe Clarence ate some of the food at the very beginning of the show? Remember oh, how long he left? Yeah. He was almost out very, at the very beginning. Um, and then you have, um, what's his name? Uh, was it, sorry, I'm blanking on it. Was it, was it, it wasn't Tom is was the other older guy who stuck around for a long time. Um, is bad podcasting right now by not having frank okay so frank was one of the most captivating characters easily maybe of the first three seasons but definitely for the first you know show the seasons that i've watched and and the reason being was here's this this tough like straight-laced ultra conservative guy Mm -hmm. who didn't mesh with the young you know, Brandon was is gay, you know, you have the young girls who were, who were a little out there, uh, very emotional. Then you have Frank, who just wasn't vibing with anyone at all and was kind of a very introverted guy. You almost wonder how he even got picked to be on the show. But as you get to know him, you realize that there was kind of a soft spot to Frank. Like he engraved his girls' names on his tribal council That's stick right. and some of the things that he would say were really endearing and very profound. And there was a, you know, especially in today's political landscape, but even definitely even back then, when you think of straight laced, stern, you know, ultra conservative white male, you think of someone that's probably not, you know, the most loving, caring person. That's not, Mm. you know, that's not a bad thing or or by any means, but that's just kind of the perception. And, you know, that's, that's one of the crazy things about giving people preconceived notions as you learn things, once you kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, that there's, there's a lot of substance there and so he he really captivated me and and tom is just tom so many things happened with tom that season uh you know the way he was washing the girls and just had no yeah. uh no regard for for privacy or space and they didn't seem to care because it was tom you know and and uh it was uh that's probably one of the most grueling seasons they've had on the show just being out there in africa
0: for sure for sure uh I think that the first three were really strong seasons. Then it kind of gets a little bit of a rough patch these next two seasons. Uh, Marquesas, the Sepia one, other uh, other notables, Kathy was a strong competitor. She comes back in all-stars. The one thing I remember about this one was uh, this was Boston Rob's first season, and it got infinitely less interesting the second he got voted off, and he got voted off pretty early.
1: It did. It did, it, and and it was unfortunate. But he kind of did it to himself. Remember, he was being an instigator and causing yeah. all those problems. He played a much better game a, a few seasons later. Um, the thing I remember most, though, was was Kathy, and mm-hmm. Kathy ended up becoming one of my you know favorite characters of any of the shows in the first ten seasons. And you remember her from the first episode of that season. She is just such an outsider. She you wonder she was easily the the personality that was the first one off. She was an older woman, which is normally the, the, the unfortunately, the, the go-to for the first person voted off in the tribal council. Sure. And, and uh, she was also not connecting with anyone. And she was ultra skittish and weird. And it was like after Boston Rob got voted out, she kind of, it's like something clicked with her and she got it. She like got the game. She knew what she had to do. She was real but also was playing the social element. She was winning a crap ton of talent, uh, challenges.
0: Yeah. And, and she should have been the winner too.
1: She she was and she should have been the winner. And everyone admits that at the end of the season that she should have been the winner. I I nothing against Vessapi. I mean, she seemed like a nice person, but she's probably the worst winner out of any of these 10 seasons. Um and uh and and Kathy was easily the most deserving one and and uh, just, uh, it was, I'm with you. Um, but there was also, you know, Sean Renton, mm. a corn, corn rose Sean, who's from the Bronx. That's his right. evolution in the show was super interesting and in how he kind of maneuvered his way out of uh, getting voted out a couple times and sneaking in with Pascal and them. And, um, but, but this was probably as it as it pertained to being the least. You know, drama filled and ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, this one probably was the reason for that. And and like you said, it definitely started to go downhill when when Mr. Rob got voted off. Uh, but there's uh, still some good characters from this season. But it definitely didn't have that it factor like you you would expect
0: for sure. And the one thing I remember, everyone hugged. It was a very affection- of, of and a, a very affectionate. Like as as ruthless as Kathy was at times, it was always like okay, you just got knocked out of the reward challenge. I'm going to give you a big hug. And like, we're all going to group hug at the end. That was the one thing I noticed that was different you, from, from other seasons.
1: And you remember the epic, the, the most remembered line from this season, right? Oh my heck. Oh yeah. Oh my heck. Was it Nalia? Yeah. Who is Pascal's homie? She, uh, a nice Mormon girl from Utah, wouldn't say, oh my God, or cuss, she would say, oh my heck, oh my heck. And was saying that about everything. It was driving everyone nuts. If I heard that phrase one more time, I was (laughs) was about to turn the season off and just move on. Um,
0: This next one, we can kind of cruise through this one a little bit quickly, because I know this one's towards the bottom for you. It's towards the bottom for me of the first 10 seasons. Thailand, uh, Brian won that one. And that one, even while watching it, you could tell it, he was kind of an off guy, and he, he would kind of get like mad at his wife when she showed up for the the family visit because she mentioned, like, oh, yeah, his sports car. Um, it yeah, was split, the, the, split the up tape, kind of by right? age. Yeah. It was split yeah, up uh, by age. Um, Clay was another guy that was just awful. not great. Perhaps the – the one I I still can't wrap my head around is Rob with two B's. The two B's.
1: He was two a bartender
0: Bs. from Scottsdale. Uh,
1: Representing Scottsdale, baby. <laughs> and he threw, Rob with two B's and a nose ring.
0: Yeah. And he threw Clay into the water by the neck and then called him a stupid hick. And yep. that was one where it was just like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on here?
1: Yeah. This is the worst season in the history of Survivor. Um, Granted, I haven't watched them all yet. I can't imagine any of them being worse than this. If any others are worse than this, then the show probably wouldn't be going on for 40 years. Wow, um, yeah. Just a bunch of just bad people and not a good combination of personalities. You mentioned you mentioned Clay. Uh, you mentioned Rob with two Bs. Um, you know, it had potential with a few of them. You know, She-Ann was someone that just really got on my nerves. Um, and then there's a court, but... but uh, like the "Oh my heck" line, there's actually a line from this one. Um, uh, who was it? Who was the guy that that said it? Was it Ted that said when they had the that big drama of him spooning with the oh, tribe yeah. maid and and violating her, which was super awkward and uncomfortable, saying that he's a hundred and fifty to two hundred percent sure that he is confident in his marriage and loves his wife. Yes. <laughs> um, th- that line right there was just you know, a part of just an epic blow up between these two people. Um, but just really not, not good. And Brian seemed like the most normal one. But you know, like I said, you know, you kind of, you peel back, you know, what was going on. And I've kind of nerded out at times to see what was the what transpired what was in the news after some of these seasons happened. Did you hear this guy, Brian? He was he was a former porn star. Did you know this? I didn't I didn't know that. You used to be the thing about his dog. Yeah, and then he had that thing with his dog, with which like he like attempted to kill his dog or something and got arrested. Yeah, or super weird. Just ended up being a super weird, unlikable guy in yeah. the worst season in the history of Survivor. So uh yeah. That's, that's we could definitely gloss over it. we probably spend more time on it than we needed to.
0: For sure. Uh, The one thing I will say, you need to go back and revisit, you know, because every season towards the end when it's like the final three or whatever, they get the, you know, whatever, uh, whether it's a torch or a talisman or whatever, and it has everybody's name on it, and then they say something nice about it. The video editing on that, that montage is absolutely hilarious because it's like slow-mo things of, just not great footage so like ted, ted is getting like his massage and he has like a really uh you know he, a, he's a very relaxed face but in slow motion it looks just horrendous so go back and watch that uh, you
1: can even tell jeff Propes wasn't feeling these people if in the yeah. during the season and the reunion he was ready to move on
0: for sure, but it gets
1: uh, a lot better in this next season.
0: Yeah, next couple of seasons are really strong. Um, season six, the Amazon uh, Jen, Jenna Maraska won that one. Uh, that one started by splitting it up by gender, um, and that was all the all the guys were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna take care of business," da, 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 and they then they. How
1: embarrassed were you to be a dude watching those first few episodes? Just
0: when whenever it is the the guys against the girls, and it's oh yeah, we're gonna dominate because we're men, and da, 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 and it's like the women have no redeeming qualities out here it's just like dude shut up like you're yeah
1: this, this isn't And then how it in the works. same token you're you're talking about how which one you want to hook up with and stuff like that it was just a bunch of that dudes putting weird. on It just, it wasn't a good vibe, but there were some awesome guys in that group. Like, like Rob, Rob to this day still does a podcast where he breaks down these seasons uh, and and pulls back the curtain. I, I, I'm, my cousin listens to it. He tells me about it and, and, um, and I won't listen because he says he, he'll give all, he gives away some future seasons as a result. So I might wait. Um, but, and then there's the, the famous, um, you know, take your clothes off for, uh, for peanut butter and chocolate yeah. with Jenna and Heidi, who ultimately who go on in. to, yeah, and then ultimately go on to pose and Playboy. Yeah. Um, you have honestly one of the most bizarre people in Matthew, who remember he was sharpening the machetes yes. and they and thought he uh, was gonna
0: like go to town on them.
1: Yeah, they, they legitimately thought that he might kill them in in their sleep, and and of and of course you have Christy who has the who was deaf and uh, her story was awesome yeah yeah her story was interesting because she couldn't hear people talking around the fire at night because she couldn't see their their mouths moving and her evolution throughout the show too was she almost got too comfortable that's why she got voted out but she her 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 disability was not even a factor by the end of the show which was fascinating and um this was a really good season i i really liked it and there's a lot of memorable moments uh and one that I probably wouldn't mind going back and watching again at some point, you know, one day because it was pretty entertaining.
0: For sure. At some point didn't one of their camps catch on fire or or it got swept away in the water? I think yes. there was a bad storm. One of the one of the camps got completely depleted. Um and I don't remember if it was weather or someone like didn't tend to the fire when they left for a challenge and then half of it was burned or something.
1: Yes. Wasn't that it was Butch. I think Butch was in charge of the fire that they had covered up because of all the rain. It was like a covered fire. And um, he did something where he didn't tend to it properly. And it ended up setting that whole area plus some of their shelter and some of their belongings on fire while they were gone for a challenge. That's pretty brutal. That also happened in a, In Australia too, where that flood came in at the very end of that season. And and it washed away some of their food and stuff. Just brutal. That's absolutely brutal.
0: Uh, So that was season six, the Amazon season seven, Pearl Island. Uh, This was another- One of the best seasons ever. So great. Um, Sandra won that one. And she was one that like flew under the radar the entire time until the very end. Um, But other notables, of course, Rupert um johnny rupert. fairplay lillian the scout leader like there were so many good characters in this one
1: andrew burton like mm-hmm. like this was such a good season like this was one of those this is this was probably the season where i started to be like you know what everyone's asleep i think i'm just gonna sit and watch three or four episodes and stay up until one in the morning right like because there were such good personalities like rupert is like is survivor he is he is the epitome, epitome of what this show wants and needs to be successful. Um, unbelievable personality. And when you really peel back the, the social dynamic of him and how he was bullied as a kid and he, mm. here he is with these macho guys like Burton uh, who were picking on him because he was wearing a skirt because he couldn't wear those heavy jeans. Um, because if you remember, this whole that whole season started with them thinking they were going to a photo shoot, but right. they really got dumped off Um, in on the islands Um, and uh, and then they have the dynamic where the people that got voted off weren't actually voted off right they were brought back onto the show as um as the outcasts yeah that's when Burton and Lillian were able to come back onto the show and the fact that they dominated that challenge to come back into the game and and I remember when that episode happened I was like I have to watch like the next two three episodes to see how this transpires and and um, and uh, it was just a, the the famous Johnny Fairplay uh, Grandma dying
0: yeah.
1: uh, episode. I mean, like my grandma's was just,
0: watching this right now.
1: Yeah, you know what's funny is I, I watched I watched probably the first seven eight seasons of this show when it first aired originally. Right. It was in, when I went off to college is when I kind of lost touch with it. I didn't really remember the results of like any of them except for a few details here and there, but I vividly remember the Johnny Fairplay scene. And so uh, when it, when it happened and just to watch it again as an adult, it's just like, Oh my God, I can't believe he actually did that. And, and uh, and how about And then there's Austin, the first guy to quit on the show and how, how they just completely demolished him the production of it. Like they just were relentless it was the first time you saw them not like like put the torch away. They laid it down and they yeah. wouldn't honor him because he didn't finish. and And Jeff Probst was really harsh on him. Like, like I actually thought it was kind of intense. That was yeah. another example of me wanting to go and look up <laughs> articles from 2000 whatever when this aired to see how uh, how this was handled and how the news took it. And sure enough, he did come out and say that that he felt like he was really harshly portrayed uh, on the show. But they they were pretty. Staunch in their ways that there's millions of people that that apply to be on this show and for you to just quit they're they're not going to take it lightly they don't want the people to think that they can just quit and it just be okay so right. i get why the the show did that but man they were pretty relentless on him yeah. uh when that whole thing went down
0: yeah uh the one other thing i love about this you mentioned they they said it was going to be a photo shoot they drop them off at a village and are like okay you can barter with whatever you have and so rupert took his opponent's shoes and sold them and was like I'm a this is a pirate island I'm a pirate let's do this that's when I was like you're my dude you wear tie grizzly bear and tie-dye like you're my dude Uh, he's
1: the man and then and then Sandra really showed out at that point in the at the beginning too Mm. because she could speak Spanish and she was uh communicating with the locals there and she just absolutely crushed it so you know if if anyone I mean she wasn't necessarily the greatest winner of all time but man did she kick butt in that first challenge but But Rupert was just, it just, he was so endearing and you just wanted to watch it. And when he finally did get voted out, it was so depressing when it happened. For sure. For sure.
0: Uh, We'll get through these last three pretty quickly here. Uh, Season eight, the All-Stars bringing back people for the first time. That was, that's great. And I think that's one of the things, I love Survivor. I love the challenge. I think the one thing the challenge has over Survivor is they're constantly bringing back fan favorites survivor does it every now and then but this was the first time it happened and i remember watching the end of pearl islands and being like all right i'm gonna go to bed and then all of a sudden it showed a promo of the next one where it's like all stars and like you it's like nope i'm staying up for three or four more hours um but really good cast um boston rob and amber were the ones that kind of ran that they end up getting engaged at the end of the season Um, and the big controversy there amber got put on a Uh, another tribe halfway through, she was the only one from her OG tribe. um, And Lex protected her for Rob. um, And then Rob does not reciprocate it. And there was a lot of drama, a lot of drama around that one.
1: Apparently, a lot of these guys were friends, like there was like some real legit relationships between some of these people. And apparently, Rob and Lex were good friends Mm -hmm. uh, before the show started. And they kind of had that mutual respect and understanding and man that was that was really drama filled and then there's Jenna who pulls out of the show early because her mom was sick and sure enough at the end of the episode it says that she got home to see her and actually died a few days later after she came home Which get the chills thinking about it that you know of anyone to quit and it'd be like okay you made a good decision that was it the other thing that I thought was really interesting was how skittish Ethan was. Here, Ethan was this cool, calm, collected, you know, never had an issue with anyone in Africa, comes back in season eight, and he was really, like, unsure of himself, skittish. The minute he learned that former winners were going to be targeted, he just really was on edge. Come to find out, once again, digging into this stuff after (laughs) the fact, he actually suffered from a little bit of an anxiety disorder. Um, That's an actual personality trait that, that he deals with and dealt with. And it it was totally apparent in this season. Um but gosh, this is this is easily one of my favorites of all time. I probably have it of the show the seasons I've watched maybe my first or second favorite of all of them just because yeah. these are such great personalities. Some of the things that transpire are fantastic. Uh Richard Hatch getting bamboozled, uh the famous mm-hmm. line when he gets voted out. Rob is back, Rudy is back. Um, How about when Rudy and Susan have that moment in the challenge where she feels violated and then she comes back the next day screaming at Jeff Propes that she was embarrassed and humiliated. And then she leaves the show. Yeah. That that was
0: Richard, Richard and, and Sue.
1: Well, who did I say? Uh, Rudy, Rudy, Richard. Yes. Richard and Sue. Um, Yeah. That was, uh, that was wild. A lot of intense moments, but, uh, and, uh, and the other thing that that I, I remember from that season really well is, is they had that challenge of building the best shelter. And you have Boston Rob, who's a construction worker that was just killing it. And then you have Rupert who could do nothing wrong in in Pearl Islands in season seven, builds an under sea level, uh, uh, basically, uh, shelter like and basement just gets,
0: essentially yeah
1: yeah and does terrible in the challenge and gets demolished and it's like wow this guy's actually human like right he isn't mr perfect and good at everything so right. and i remember a fun
0: rob too showing him up because rupert's whole mo was like the fisherman and getting all the fish and then rob comes back and is like yep. oh yeah like you get this hawaiian sling you're pretty good you know so
1: rob was such a badass that season like yeah. how about that that challenge they had pretty early on where they were on the like the balance beam and they had to go like basically just whoever could get the other person off quicker. And he was just going straight at him, you know, like ducking and diving into these, like he was taking out Colby and Ethan, these guys that seemed like these unbelievably athletic, you know, specimens knocking them like out of these challenges and roughing them up. Like he killed every He was such a stud that season It was un- it was so much fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and he was just the the shield for Amber the entire time. Um, yep. for so for uh season nine, um, that was uh Vanatu. Is that did I Vanuatu? Vanuatu. That's right. Um, Chris Dowerty was the winner of that. Um, that one started where the two tribes were by gender, but it was like a a local tribe made it that way. Um it this i feel like this one was really tough because they're coming off the all-star season so it's a bunch of new people it wasn't the strongest characters uh chris sucked in challenge one and somehow survived and then he ends up winning the whole thing
1: great line from that first episode was that outwit outlast outplay it's not outbalance that's That's a line from chris so he he survived that first episode uh this is probably my second least favorite season uh, above the Thailand one in season five. Um, It's still way above the Thailand one. I still Mm -hmm. enjoyed it. I didn't hate it, but there was just some people that really rubbed me the wrong way this season. You know, um, Amy was, is, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of passive aggressive people. Mm -hmm. Um, That's just, that's just a thing for me. And she was easily one of the most passive aggressive people I've ever seen on the show and just played that card. And just like was, super rude or would drop a comment and then just have that oh like why are you yelling at me why are you coming at me like that like I don't I'm not disrespecting you why are you coming at me I'm I'm not talking about voting you off she just drove me nuts um I loved Twyla Twyla was a great personality and uh but but Rory was a wacko Lisa wasn't a big fan of Scout drove me nuts Chris was funny um, and I loved the way he managed to make it all the way to the end when he was the last dude left. And it seemed like all the women were going to pick all the dudes off. That was a fun storyline. Right. Um, the thing that I learned after the season is apparently Leanne was pulling a lot of strings in the background uh, with Amy. It seemed like Amy was kind of the leader, but it but ended up being that Leanne was the person kind of pulling a lot of the strings. And that didn't really get shown during this, the show itself. It's something I learned after the fact. So, Okay, And then you had Sarge too, right?
0: Yeah. Sarge. So, yeah, that, that was, yeah, that, that was a lot of, um, yeah, just kind of a strange tight walk, a tightrope walk between all of it. Um, but yeah, that, it wasn't not my favorite season. Um, again, they, they were given no favors going after the all-star season. Um, but yeah, like you said, just, I'd probably rewatch it, have it on in the background, but definitely not my, uh, not my first choice. Um, Palau is the last one we'll go over. Um, Tom won that one, uh, that that Northeast accent. Um, what, was he a, a, a cop or a firefighter? Firefighter. Yeah, so he, yeah, first responder. Um, one tribe absolutely dominated the other um, to the point where their merge was just Stephanie, who was the last one from one of those tribes, just showing up at the beach one day. It also had Bobby John Um, in that one. But Steph was like one of the best competitors out there. And you felt like she was going to get picked off right when the merge happened, but she stuck around a couple more rounds, I think than everybody expected.
1: Steph is the goat. She's one of my favorites of all time. I absolutely loved her. Unbelievable season, the whole dynamic of how talented and how many great physical um abilities that that the people on that tribe had that they just still couldn't win like they couldn't figure it out you also had ibrahim who's like a specimen of a person and Mm. and you had james who was this like construction worker you know southern you know rough around the edges type of guy and but they couldn't win and they let it go all the way down to stephanie being the last one left on the tribe and had her stay by herself Like, like that was another one of those where like I stayed up way past way later than I should have, just cause I had to see what was going to happen next. Um, and then just the dynamics at the end, when you looked at, uh, when you looked at Tom and when you looked at, um, Ian. at Ian, Ian, the tall gangly guy who yeah. was he Mr. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm friends with everyone, but he started to play the game a little bit like everyone does at the end. And he screwed a couple people over and, um, he ended up feeling so bad about himself and so down in the dumps about how he had handled the last kind of few days of the show that in the final tribal council, he jumped off voluntarily and told Tom to take uh, Katie Katie. with him to the final two and just vote him off because he wanted to get his integrity back. He just gave away a million dollars for that. He
0: he was on, I, I was reminded reading through this, they were on those buoys for twelve hours. Twelve hours. Twelve hours. And then he he got off for friendship.
1: Like, if you if you're coming in thinking that way, like, okay, maybe you give it your all for two hours. And when you realize, you know what, you know, I this is gonna last a while, maybe you throw in the towel and say it, but apparently he had his coming to senses after the twelve hours were up. Yeah. Um and it's the only non-tribal council that's ever happened where someone wasn't uh, they didn't go to tribal council because they just decided that was the deal. And, and Jeff said, Hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to vote them off. And yeah. we they didn't even go to the, the ring of fire, if you will.
0: I'll, I'll give you a, a little tease. Uh, it happens again in later seasons with a, with okay. a, with a character that you know. So wow. uh, it's, it's okay. very, very interesting. Um, so those are the first 10 um, real quick. Give me your, I, we both know our least favorite season. Give me your favorite season of the first 10. And then, if you had to build like a fantasy team of these competitors, who would be your first three picks?
1: Oh my gosh. Wow. That second question is going to be super hard. Um, I'll probably go my top three of the first 10 in this order, but could probably be interchangeable depending on the day. We'd probably go all stars, number one, eight, pearl island seven second and palau 10 third okay. um with amazon season six not that far behind okay. that would probably be my top seasons in that order how about you
0: i think i'd go pearl or uh all-stars pearl island and then australia okay both i have it-
1: australia it- a little further down but but i like that season too it's
0: it's funny because for two of those three, like Sandra, I didn't love that she, I just feel like she kind of just floated under the radar and then was the not worst option for the final vote. And that with Australia, it was Colby's season to lose. And he brought Tina instead of um, Rich. I think if he brought Rich, Rich he would have won easily. Um, but yeah, so so I. it's ironic that those are, uh, you know, two of my three favorites, but it's just like, those casts are so strong. So, so uh, strong.
1: If I had to pick a top three, you said, and it yeah. doesn't have to just, not just winners, any Not character? just winning, just competitors. Okay. I'll go quick. Cause I know we're cutting it close on time. Um, my first pick would probably be, uh, Boston Rob. Okay. Second pick Rupert, third pick Stephanie. I,
0: we have the same three, and but, <laughs> but but my three B would be Colby. I think Steph yes. is three A, or maybe Rupert's three A. Steph, or uh, uh, Colby is three B. So
1: you know um, who I would put close up there is Tom. I like from, from season yes, ten, yes, and he actually won. The first three I mentioned didn't or didn't even win. Right. So uh, of the winners of all the winners from the first ten seasons, he's probably my favorite winner.
0: I really liked Jenna because I feel like she she played that under the radar game but you knew she was playing the under the radar game and then all of a sudden she just made moves when she had to
1: yeah i just eh, she kind of sucked though <laughs> like <laughs> like like she she played the the uh the social game to an extent but like mm. she didn't really make any actually drastic moves and the only time she did was when she got screwed over and she started calling rob out for his bullshit which he deserved to be called out for but like
0: i i think playing the social game and winning enough challenges in my book is like something i always look for like you i i feel like you have to win at least one challenge or two challenges uh, and get that immunity uh if you're going to win survivor and uh, some of these just right under the radar weren't able to do it um,
1: totally but, totally but yeah well, great she's, she's a, little, a little further down on my list but but you know that's why it's a great show yeah, everyone things- has their different strategies and approaches of why someone should be the winner and deserving and not deserving and that's the best part of it is it's totally subjective
0: and the great part is these are the first 10 seasons the twists get wilder the characters oh, get better probes gets uh, somehow more Snippier.
1: He, he does and get snippy snippier. Yeah. Yeah. He gets snippy. So, um, uh, well, we'll have to run this back again for, uh, for, uh, 11 through 20. I'm, for I'm sure I'm through half of those right now. So when I'm done with those, I'll hit you up. You'll have to have me back on.
0: Uh, absolutely. I love it. This is the survivor recap seasons one through 10. He is Jared Cohen, and this is team AZV.